0: Welcome to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how Feng Shui can help you lead a more balanced and peaceful life. Now, here is Catherine.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Feng Shui Way. I'm excited about our topic because we are returning to my favorite subject, which is your home. We have a very talented guest with us today who is going to talk to us about how we can put the OM in your home. (laughs) Before we start, I want to take a minute to remind you that during this very busy time of year when we're distracted by all the things we need to get done, the decorating, the baking, the shopping, all while continuing on with our everyday lives, it is our home that is supposed to be our renewing force. And so I ask you, how do you feel in your home? Are you feeling peaceful, relaxed, happy to be there? Or are you irritated, overwhelmed, and surrounded by chaos? How we feel in our homes has so much to do with how we feel and what we do outside our homes. So today, this one is for anyone who wants to acquire that feeling of peace, balance, and comfort in their own home. My guest today is Sherry Vincent, and she is the principal at Fusion Designed based in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Fusion Designed specializes in creating peaceful, clutter-free environments with a modern design aesthetic and integrates unique accents that reflect your personality. Sherry believes that you should not have to fit in your space. Your space should fit you. Sherry has been helping people design spaces of well-being for over 25 years. She is a certified feng shui master, a certified green AP in residential interiors, is currently working towards a science and design certification, and is an award-winning interior designer. She was an educator at Century College for 15 years in the interior design department, and during her tenure, she developed curriculum That included teaching a component of feng shui and interior design. Sherry is a trailblazer in holistic design and coined the phrase, put the ohm in your home over 20 years ago. She believes that today, more than ever, we have a desire and need for our homes to be personal sanctuaries. Working with an interior design professional brings you the expertise necessary for designing and incorporating health and well-being design strategies into your homes And when you combine her interior design and feng shui expertise, you have a winning combination. And boy, am I looking forward to our discussion. (laughs) Welcome, Sherry Vincent.
2: Oh, Catherine, thank you so much. This is such an honor. I really appreciate this.
1: Oh, thank you so much for saying that. It's my honor to have you here. I'm so glad you could join us. I am curious and interested about, you know, how you put it all together with the the interior design and the feng shui. So. Mm -hmm. Why don't we just start at the beginning? Why don't you sure. tell me how feng shui found you or did you find feng shui? Yeah, right. you know, why don't we start there?
2: Sure. Um, I, You know, it found me. I think like a lot of us, it found us and, mm-hmm. and kind of reciprocated in that process as well. Yeah. Uh, but my first exposure to it was when I was in design school and I got a call from a local um, home goods store, uh, Pier One. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, this. Story, but yes. Yes. yes, Pier One. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah. uh, so they put a call out to design students and designers to see if we wanted to participate in a weekend where we would work with their customers and help them with some design solutions. And I thought, oh, this sounds like fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, So I agreed to do that. And while I was there... I was listening to two women who were walking around picking things out and one was telling the other about this thing she heard feng shui and mm-hmm. you know right yep. Yep. <laughs> and so um and, and how you know if you hang a mirror somewhere or if you if you um you know if you hang a crystal you know you get all this prosperity she used a different word but I'm going to use prosperity mm-hmm. um And it came from California and all of this stuff. And so my little ears are perking up because anytime I hear California, I'm like, do, 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 you know, I want to hear. So I was like, okay, what's this all about? Um, And so I was kind of listening a little bit and then, you know, off we go and that's the rest of the day. So that was sort of like my very first exposure to it. And I thought, well, I wonder what this is really all about. Shortly after that, um, our American Society of Interior Designers, our Minnesota chapter, every year we do a fundraiser called a showcase house and so we will pick a homeowner or they will pick us whether we work together on their home and then designers will bid for rooms to go in and uh and design them redesign Mm -hmm. them and then we open it up as a fundraiser and public can come through and see what was all done well lo and behold one of the rooms was designed feng shui
1: Wow, and so here I heard this
2: word again, yeah. and and it was our dear teacher Carol Heider oh who partnered. God. Yeah, right. So here yes. she got into my little world at that point, and um and uh, she partnered with a designer, if if I recall right, it was like a, a three season porch, and it was on Lake Minnetonka, I believe. So a nice big lake here in Minnesota. And, um, and I thought, okay, I'm definitely going to go and see this. I want to know what this mm-hmm. is all about. And to be honest with you, Catherine, I can't remember what I did or didn't feel because I wasn't really sure what I was supposed to feel or not feel at that time. Yeah. Um, but I did, you know, get to, you know, learn a little bit about her. I learned that she actually had a school here in, in the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. Windwater Water School of Feng Shui, um, to teach this. And so there it was again, it kind of dropped in my lap one more time. And then the last kind of thing before I um, before I actually signed up for her school was I came across the book uh, Clearing Clutter with Feng Shui with Karen Kingston, which I think many oh, yeah. of us have read.
1: Yes, indeed.
2: And and I read that, and it just was profound. It yeah. just was like, wow, this is really amazing. And that's what led me then to after I graduated from design school to go ahead and um, and. Uh, uh, apply for the Wind and Water um, School of Feng Shui. So that's how it all sort of came together, a little serendipity wow. there.
1: <laughs> it seems like Carol Heider had a lot to do with spreading the word about Feng Shui. It, you know, it it, it it found me in Rochester, New York. You know, she's right there in, in uh, yeah. she's near Minneapolis, I believe. And right. you, you found her where you live and uh, she's taught many of us. And, you know, I I think that's quite a blessing to us all. It is. Um, so, so was this? Ap- this was after then. You were already an interior designer.
2: Yes, yeah. So I actually worked in the field of interior design for several years before I actually had a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't go down that long convoluted story. But <laughs> but I, I did um, when I was in my forties. Um, I decided. Not having a degree really stopped me from what I wanted to do in interior design. You know, I, I could do all the pretty stuff, but I really wanted to get into more of the technology, more of the codes, the drawing, the drafting, all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I decided when my husband and our two sons were in college, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go too. Yeah. So, so we were all in college at the same time. So, yes, um, it was after that that I, I, when I, after I graduated, I joined the Wind Water School of Feng Shui.
1: Okay. So did you, as an interior designer, did you, when you had a finished product, did you, did you feel the completion there? Or did you, did you ever feel like it, it, there's something, there's something else I would like to do, but actually I'm looking around and everything looks just right. But then- after you learned feng shui, maybe that was the thing you were thinking, like uh, maybe a tweak here or something
2: there. Sure, sure. I would say that a lot of things I did instinctively that already were feng shui. And oh, I'm so, not surprised. I yeah. Uh huh. It I just know. instinctively came out of me throughout my whole life, really. Um, decisions that I've made in environments that I've been in. I mean, I have. I've lived in over 20 different places in my life. So for me creating a sense of 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 place, mm-hmm. uh, a sense of home has always been important no matter what the situation was. Mm-hmm. So I feel like my instincts really drew me there and what feng shui gave me because feng shui is very good design. And well, so yeah. yeah, so it gave me another language to communicate with my clients. On what good design is and why we've made the decisions we've made. Obviously, I learned a lot more going through this, through the the um, school and learning right. and getting my certification. But I feel instinctively a lot of it was there.
1: You know that, like I was saying, that doesn't surprise me. It it seems like the more consultants, um, more of our colleagues that we are able to speak to and connect with. Um, you know, the more you hear that over and over, like, I kind of always had this, I kind of <laughs> always knew that, you know, and then, and then we happen to find the feng shui, we either find a consultant who can help us implement it, or we can't help ourselves, we have to become one ourselves. It's, it's the
2: thread that binds us, you know, Yeah,
1: it really is. Yeah. So you've kind of expanded somewhat in your feng shui business. It's not mm-hmm. just you're a BTB practitioner from what I, I understand. Um and then, but you've gone on. There's there's other there's other avenues that you've explored. You want to tell us about those?
2: Sure. So when I went, when I got the certification, um my intention was really to not to not just be specifically doing Feng Shui um, Consulting. Mm-hmm. I wanted to wrap it into my interior design practice. And then, as I've gone through my design practice, you know, I've expanded it to learn more about biophilic design, sustainable design, accessible design, which is all a part of the, um, the phrase holistic design. Yeah. And so, um, when you take a look at it, that the word holistic is the belief that, you know, the parts of something are all interconnected. And that's really how I feel about that because the designer who who actually works in holistic design does specialize in those other areas, be it sustainable, biophilic, feng shui, and accessible, one or more of them, really. And so that's what sort of creates that holistic design. And I, I liken it to the old metaphor we learned probably in Psych 101, you know, the the stool with the four legs. <laughs> You have to have mm-hmm. four legs on your stool, right? Mm-hmm. And so I look at the seat of the stool as my interior design practice um, and my education. And that's the foundation of what I do. It goes out from there. And then I have those four legs that hold that up. And that is the feng shui and sustainable and biophilic and accessible design. So I feel like they're all interconnected. And you can't have, for me, a real grounded um, practice without those. um
1: yeah. I can appreciate that. Now the biophilic, that term is becoming much more
2: yeah.
1: We're I'd like to go through them all. Uh, yeah, we sure. understand sustainable and accessible. You right. you can actually start with any one of them, but the biophilic, yeah. um um, you know, that's a phrase that we're hearing more and more of. So mm-hmm. um, you know, when you talk about um, well let's start with accessible because I'd okay. like to because I think I'm gonna to want to spend a little more time on the biophilic. So sure when you when you talk about accessible, why don't you mm-hmm. tell us, you know, how that works in your um in your business?
2: For certain, for certain. Um yeah, so a lot of times I'm working with um, clients that want to continue to age in place, you know, which is a term oh, we hear right. a lot of. And, um, and in doing so, um, as a designer, I take a look at their space, and then we start discussing how we can achieve that through design, um, Mm -hmm. design changes, you know, um, it may be, you know, up to better lighting for one. Most houses are are horribly underlit. So, you know, doing better lighting, um, oh, better wow. floor coverings so that you can navigate. If you happen to, you know, need a walker or a wheelchair or a cane, we don't want you tripping over rugs or, you know, doing a lot of transitioning from a hard surface to a soft surface. It's making sure that the furnishings are a proper height. Mm-hmm. Cushions have the proper density so you can get in and out. And the really important thing about accessible design, Catherine, is... Designing with dignity. So yeah. it is not making a big, you know, it's not going, oh, look at that. That's because you need that help. It's right. integrating that into your home so that it is really accessible for everybody who wouldn't want those things in their right.
1: home. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh. I do. I know what you mean with the, um, yeah, with the dignity. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't um,
2: call it out and say, oh, I need help. So therefore. Right. You've done this. Um, and so it's doing those changes with dignity, and um, and like I say, who wouldn't want wider door, you know, um, wider hallways, or sure. a walk-in shower, or right. tables that you can turn easily. Um, just simple things like that can make a big change in someone's life. Oh,
1: sure. And then when you're talking about aging in place and then you bring that feng shui into it with the um, you know, the calming aspect, the uh, lack of clutter, the yes. um the clear intentions, um even though you can have clear intentions with very mm-hmm. subtle design. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be that obvious, but I love the fact that you bring the dignity into it because there's that seems to be Uh, That's a powerful word. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be a word that um, it's not on the tip of everyone's tongue, you know, so (laughs) I I love bringing that to the uh, (laughs) forefront there. Absolutely. So you bring the sustainability into your design as well. So and how does that um, how does that play out?
2: Well, um, my really, my practice is founded in sustainable design um, practicing. And um, so that green AP that you mentioned, it's a green accredited professional um, in residential interiors. And mm-hmm. so it's important when I'm working with clients, if we're building new or remodeling, to be mindful of what are the building materials that we're bringing in. Um, Are they off gassing? Do they have glues that are toxic? Are we bringing chemicals into the space? Um, And then, you know, the shelter that shell gets a lot of conversation about sustainable design. But then then we have to be equally mindful as to what we're doing with furnishings when we bring them in the home, because most people don't have a real high understanding of the chemicals that are in
0: mm-hmm.
2: your bedding, your beds, your, 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 uh, foam in your sofa, all of those different things. And so by being very mindful about those decisions and choices and working with business uh, vendors that actually have that same mindset that do what they absolutely can given, you know, technology today to decrease, um, bringing in, um, products that off gas and increase the value of our indoor air quality. Um, is very very important, and you can see how these weave together with feng shui and oh yeah. You know, there's this big symbiotic relationship between all of these things.
1: Well, definitely. I mean, ultimately, and you know, there's many. There's the eight different sections of the bagua but then the right. middle one is the health and you know it's in the middle for a reason it's you know it's right there it's the basis it's the
2: spoke in the wheel <laughs>
1: it, it absolutely is you know you bring up a really good point we um the house that we live in now we had it built um, 13 years ago. And it's, it's an energy efficient home. Mm-hmm. And when we moved in, it was summer. So the windows were open all the time, but there was carpet, there was paint, there mm-hmm. was new furniture. And um, as, as the the uh, weather started getting cooler, mm-hmm. the house got tighter. right? And so, oh my gosh, yeah. I, was, I, I was not feeling well in the house, and then we would go for a walk, and I would feel fine while we're going for a walk, and I'm thinking, well, I got to be nuts or something. you know. It did not occur to me mm-hmm. at all about how energy efficient the house was and what it was holding in.
2: Yeah, we've and made so, it so airtight that yes. things can't escape like they used to. Yeah, exactly. And, and the other little dirty little secret is that and um, things that off-gas, you don't necessarily smell them all the time either. Oh no, I that I know. Yeah, that I know.
1: <laughs> well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, maybe we can get into the biophilic, Absolutely. and then you can explain a little more about that. So we will. Uh, we'll take a short break, and we'll be back with Sherry Vincent.
3: Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts.
0: The Feng Shui Way to Peace, Balance and Abundance with Catherine Dean is about bringing the benefits of Feng Shui to the forefront, allowing everyone with an interest to learn and understand how its principles can work in one's day-to-day life. We'll demystify Feng Shui show its many applications, and allow the listener to understand how and why it is so useful. The goal is to educate, entertain, and spread the word about using Feng Shui Wei to bring about peace, balance, and abundance to one's life. The Feng Shui way with Catherine Dean, Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley.
0: Welcome back to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're here with interior designer and feng shui master, Sherry Vincent. And we're talking about all things design and feng shui. And we just were touching on accessible and sustainable design. Um, But Sherry, you're also uh, practice or you promote Mm -hmm. the biophilic design. Mm -hmm. And um, so why don't you tell us about that?
2: Sure. So biophilic design is... um, Speaking to the fact that as humans, we have a verifiable genetic connection to nature. We're not separate from it. We are nature. Mm-hmm. And and we have lost our way with that understanding. And I think it became very obvious during COVID how um, disconnected mm-hmm. from nature, what that does to us. So what biophilia means is it means a love of life and living and the living world, Right. Mm-hmm. And so it it creates a strong relationship between nature and man-made environments. And so, you know, gosh, what does that mean? Okay. Right. Uh, well, let's talk about the benefits. So the benefits are that when you have biophilic design in your space, it helps it helps with natural healing process. It increases our our creativity. So if you're out there, you guys, and you're thinking you're looking for something creative to do in the next month, we won't, and you might know why we want to be more creative, um, you need to bring some nature into your home because that yeah. helps bring up the creativity. It lowers blood pressure. It helps with your physical and mental health improves productivity and reducing stress. So if your kids are stressed right now, get them out in nature they need that or bring some nature in. Um, so when you think about biophilic design, you know, what does that mean? A lot of people we're hearing the term a lot, right? Mm-hmm, right. And I think we're hearing it more so after COVID-19 than we ever did before. Okay. Uh, yeah. There, that make, yeah. I yeah, guess, yeah. Absolutely. All of these, even the word holistic design is like something new since mm-hmm. COVID. And really the reason for that is not to go back to that, but, you know, look what we went through with the pandemic. We were mm. quarantined. Um, we became the, um, became the at-home office. It Mm -hmm. became the classroom. Um, it became the, the doctor, (laughs) you know, yeah. it became became an assisted living space, depending on your situation. Um, all of these things that we were used to having outside of our home, everything was brought in and we sat there and went, okay, what do we do with all of this? And clearly my house is not supporting it.
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing too is, you know, we got so separated from each other. Yes. You know, and that I feel in addition to everything you just mentioned, it that hurt us the most is, oh. you know, we had to all get along without each other. You know, yes. there were so many barriers. Um, and speaking of barriers, it sounds like the biophilic is trying to break down that barrier between the outside and the inside. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, it, it's clear what you mean when you say to get your kids outside, but um, what do you mean about bringing the outside in? I'm, mm-hmm. I think everybody is probably thinking plants is it's got, yeah, that's be,
2: the easy thing. <laughs> right.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah. right. They're thinking, okay, well, I got plants all over the place. Yeah. What do you know? Yeah. What are you talking about? So
2: yeah. 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 So here's some core, core um, elements of Biophilic design. So, the first one is nature. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what better way than to introduce it into your home? And, you know, those of us that practice, you know, that celebrate Christmas and Christmas trees, we're doing it because we're bringing that into our homes right now. Even if you don't celebrate that um, in particular, just even having a basket of evergreens with lights in it and that sort of thing in an area that's dark in your home brings nature in. But other ways that you can bring that nature in is through artwork. Oh, okay. Mm hmm. Um, Through fabrics. Oh, fabrics. Absolutely. Absolutely. All of those things that have patterns that replicate nature um, brings that biophilic into your home. Um, Daylighting, which is one of my favorites, is getting that natural daylight into your home is so important. We try as hard as we uh, may to try and replicate natural light. Um, we still, we don't natural light is its own thing. Um, so getting natural light in, open those windows up, get the, yeah. get the drapes open, get that natural light into your space. Um, and I touched on this fabrics and finishes. So fabrics in a way from not only from your patterns, but fabrics and finishes that are made from nature. So anything that's cotton, linen, hemp, yeah. um wool. Well. Wool. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. All of those are natural products that come into our home and that is biophilic as well. Um, so yeah.
1: Um I, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh but, so go. Oh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm thinking in terms of I, I can't help it. I, I connect everything to the feng shui. You're yes. reminding me of working with the elements, like or or when you're making a BTP adjustment, you don't necessarily uh need to have a tree in your yard in your right. house you can have artwork of a tree absolutely okay. okay so it's that so there's uh it's not exactly metaphorically speaking but it's more
2: um symboli- symbolism it's a symbol Yep. okay it's a symbol of it and, and and let me just share this experience with you i recently had a, a minor um surgical procedure a month ago and when I was in the recovery room, I wish I had taken my, a picture with my phone. I thought of it after I left, of course. <laughs> uh, but when I was in the recovery room, you know how they have the TV, right? Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know how recovery rooms and hospitals are. They're so lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this one did have a window, I will say. Um, but I started paying attention to what was on the TV. First of all, the music was the annoying hospital music, so I turned that off. But yeah. I started looking at the pictures. It was all outdoor scenes. Oh really they get it they know Finally. that by looking at these things yeah. that it brings us that sense of calm people who have by and Carol can speak to this Um, There was a study out there where um, a physician took people, uh, two groups of people, 10 each, I think it was, and they had the same surgical procedure and followed them and followed others for a few years. And what they found was when the patients who were in rooms that had large windows that connected to nature, that brought natural daylight in, that you could look at the birds out there feeding and doing all Mm. those things. They Mm -hmm. left the hospital sooner. Mm -hmm. They needed less pain medication and they recovered faster. Wow. And I can speak to that because I have really experienced that with a previous surgery, immersing myself outside while I was recovering and, and seeing the benefits of that. So so, well, uh, and, and, powerful. you know,
1: I am not surprised. We talked about this in last week's episode about, um, you know, uh feng shui and longevity. And yeah. we were talking about bringing like, hospitals and classrooms, how, you know, yes. there's so, there's so much power there, you know, to, mm-hmm. for, for a good versus a mediocre, for, uh, even a bad outcome. You can, uh, we were talking about, um, the noises is is in in your experience. Um, and, and we've all had medical procedures and we've all been in that, you know, um, what do you call the assembly line kind (laughs) of thing, you know, and and as you're in and you're out and you know, you're just, uh, you're not really a person you, you, at least you get that feeling. And, um, uh, boy, I can tell you, uh, your experience versus my experience, I, I I sit there and I listen to beeping and I listen, mm-hmm. you know, I see people being carted and like
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Uh, blankets are all scrunched up and nothing. Yes. There's like stuff everywhere. Yes. There's no order. And you know, there's really no order in nature per se, but yes, there is. There's I mean, very there is. is right. I mean, yeah. I, you can look out in a forest and hmm. you say, "Where's the order?" You know, there's no path. there's no this, but there's that <laughs> ecosystem that's working round the clock. And yep. yep, you know, the seasons come and go. and and right. it's it's happening,
2: and I will say that um hospitals and um, uh, classrooms, schools, I think we're going to start seeing dramatic changes in how they're designed moving forward. I mean, I've noticed it in the remodeling of some of the local hospitals. I sound like I visit them a lot. But you (laughs) you walk in and the lobby is two stories and it's all glass and it's full of plants and there's a piano player and there's all of these things that just immerse you into that environment that supports well-being. And that's what it's really about. That's what biophilic is. Couple other things for biophilic: biomorphic elements. This goes right to feng shui. So biomorphic means organically shaped, right? Things that okay. are shaped naturally in nature. Bringing them into your space. So it could be a coffee table that has a natural live edge on it. Okay. Um, it could be, you know, anything that's not hasn't got um, corners you know mm-hmm. sharp angles if we mm-hmm. think about nature you look outside do you see one straight line out there right no. exactly exactly no. so you know it's that the whole feng shui of you know having that curved space in your in your environment gives you again that softness mm-hmm. and and like you were saying when you walk into your home how does it make you feel my question for you is does your hug home your home hug you when you walk in the door?
1: It, that's a great question. That's a great question. And you can really tell by by when you walk in and you it's like, oh, I'm home. Or it's okay. like, oh boy, look at this. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. You want the no. oh, I'm yeah. home. Yeah. It's supposed to be the sanctuary, right? <laughs> yes. Well, and that's in my in my uh, consulting practice. That's what I really, really, really I can't hammer at home enough. It's mm-hmm. like h- mm-hmm. how how do you get rejuvenated and um, renewed? you know, your home is where you're spending that time doing it. It's a private thing. You can do yeah. it with your family, but it's not for all to see. You right. want your home to support your health, to support your creativity, yeah. to, to express who you are through your artwork and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, what you're telling us is bringing that nature in, bringing the sustainability in, yeah. all of that is um, how it meshes with feng shui is pretty amazing.
2: It is amazing. And it and it just um they all come together and work in different ways. And and like we say in Feng Shui, you know, to those listeners out there, if you're thinking, God, where do I start? Start mm-hmm. in your bedroom, please. Start let's let's
1: go there. Let's <laughs> go there. I know, I know it. I mean, I know it and we yeah. we promote that, but yeah. Yes. Let's start in the bedroom. Why the bedroom, Sherry?
2: Well, the bedroom is where we begin the day and where we end the day. And we need that, that space to support us throughout that entire time frame. Yeah. If you're not getting up, if you're in a bed that has off-gassing, you're not going to get a good sleep, right? right, right. Um, if you don't surround yourself with lovely... Um, sheets and blankets and pillows that maybe um, are furry feeling or whatever it may be to just make you want to sink into your room and spend there. It needs to be the sanctuary, the quiet space, the place for our personal, you know, relationships. Um, all of that needs to be in a peaceful spot. It needs to be the sanctuary so that you can get up the next day and be completely ready to take on what what's before you for that day you can't do that if you're not sleeping well
1: no you cannot and people you know i think this is a one of those uniquely american things where you know rush 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 go 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 do 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 yep and you know if we're tired if we're cranky if we're hairy you know uh frazzled it's like eh, it's just like isn't everybody yeah but we, what we promote through our feng shui work and you with your feng shui and design work is no, no, it, it no, everybody is not. That's what we're working for. We're working right. for that peace, that serenity, that rejuvenation,
2: yeah, that the well-being, you know, yes. all of that, that intentional living, Um, yeah. you know, living with intention that I want to support myself and my family, whoever that is. I'm sharing that home with whether it's another human or a four footer. You know, yeah, think um, we about We want to support all of those life forces in that home with us to get up the next day and and be ready for the day and be able to to handle those challenges. Um, one last thing about biophilic is the element of sound. Oh, so okay. It's, it's bringing in nature sounds, which if anybody's got any sort of Google or, you know, the other one, I can't say it because she'll answer me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I mean, we can get all sorts of nature sounds um, through that to bring into the home birds chirping, water running, um, listening to the ocean. What is your favorite nature sound? Opening the windows and letting nature come into the house. Um That's so important to have that as part of that um, biophilic experience as well.
1: So I can say from my own personal experience, we live in Rochester, and so we get winters
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: the houses are closed up. Although I always have at least one window cracked open in every room that I occupy, but Towards the spring, when the robins come back, Ugh. and I, I, it, and then you it's see it's priceless. Rock, it is priceless, and you say to yourself, "Oh my gosh, that's what I've been missing." Or you go to you take a vacation or something, and and you go where oh, there's a sure. lot of birds singing, and you hear the the birds,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: you say to yourself, "Oh, I so that's what I miss about the winters." You know, <laughs> more than anything, are the nature sounds
2: same and, here in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it, yeah. it is
1: priceless. It's, um, I feel like, you know, these little creatures are so quirky and everything. And and then they, they do their thing. And they're really <laughs> hilarious to watch a lot yeah. of times. But yeah. when you just go outside or even open the window, when you hear them, mm-hmm. um, you can you start to connect with the gift of nature, which, right. you know, I think that it's very easy to separate from that. Again, mm-hmm. we're talking about our homes and our sanctuaries and how busy we are and how our homes are supposed to help us relax. And boy, if nature sounds doesn't do that for you.
2: Right. Right. I mean,
1: <laughs> where are you? That right. you're that you know, that you can't be touched by the sounds of nature. Yeah.
2: And if you're living in a in a place where maybe you don't have a lot of nature around you and a lot of people are in that situation. They're in urban cities and so mm-hmm. forth. Yeah. Um yeah, Bringing it in is one thing. Get out. Go to like here. We have uh, Como Park Zoo, which was a, a zoo we have here that I, I absolutely love, and we have the we have a um, conservatory there, and so it's this beautiful conservatory full of plants and and flowers and birds running around and singing and fish and all of this, you can smell the dirt. And you know what I mean? If you live in an area where you have winter, you know how good it smells to smell fresh dirt. Yes. Um, So get out, find those places and immerse yourself. It only takes 30 minutes to change how you feel about things.
1: Yeah, we were talking about that last week, about 30 minutes a month in... Uh, going to an art gallery uh, can affect your longevity in the positive. And so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's a lot to it and it should not be underestimated. And I'm really glad you brought it up. So we're going to take another break. We're talking with Sherry Vincent, um, interior designer and Feng Shui master. And when we come back, we'll talk a little more about all of the great things that that happened when we combined feng shui and interior design (laughs) we'll be right back
3: voice america is on linkedin connect with us today
2: did you know that the quality of our daily lives is directly influenced by the design of our built environment our homes our work the way we move and where we play are all shaped by the design of our cities This thought-provoking, new show from architect, urban designer, and educator, Carrie Pennebod, examines the complex forces that shape the making of our physical world. Lively conversations with leading experts in a variety of fields engage some of the greatest challenges facing our cities today, including climate change, affordable housing, embedded technologies,
0: infrastructure design, architecture and the arts, urban policy, social mobility, and much, much more tune in every friday at 11 a.m eastern
2: time 8 a.m pacific time so that together we can design a better
3: world have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com.
0: welcome back to the feng shui way with katherine dean have a question for Catherine or her guests join us on the show at 8664725787 that's 8664725787 now back to the show
1: Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Sherry Vincent, who is a feng shui master interior designer. And we've been talking about um, biophilic and sustainable and accessible um, uh, interior design under the umbrella of the holistic design. But Sherry, um, it's more of a movement, isn't it?
2: It it, it is, Catherine. Um, It's not a new thing, but the movement itself is is new. So we kind of touched a little bit about what happened during COVID. We don't have to go through that again. But I think what happened is when we were experiencing all the things we were experiencing with quarantine and all of those things, we started looking to uh, bringing nature in, to making sure that the things in our home were were supporting health and wellness, um, to making sure things were accessible. All of those things have been independently working on their own for many years. Mm -hmm. Feng Shui, I mean, Feng Shui has been around for thousands of years. So the idea of creating harmony through Placement is not a new not a new subject. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, you know, we have Rachel Carson who wrote Silent Spring in 1962 and she was warning us about the detrimental effects of pesticides on the environment and the negative effect that humans would have in the natural world. Oh. Um, that was back in 1962. Wow. Um, Eric Fromm, the psychologist, he first coined the word um, biophilia. That was when that was first used. So what's really new if you will is that they've all had this symbiotic relationship and have come together mm-hmm. and and it's it's that's what's new is that they're all working together under the umbrella of holistic interior design oh big design yeah so what's really new is that it's no longer woo-woo to talk about these things
1: isn't that a wonderful thing <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i you know when there's the innovators and the the trailblazers it's so difficult um You know, to see things that nobody else sees, to understand a a concept, and then just trying to. Well, I think I I think some, probably in 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 interior design, but most definitely in feng shui, there are concepts in feng shui, and then you try to explain the concept and why you want to implement this cure or adjustment because you're going to benefit. But then it's not connecting, you know, and you know, so in 1962 who's listening you know who's exactly. listening like what are you talking about that that's so far fetched but here we are you know she had that foresight and she was right all along and yeah. so when you get some innovative thought sometimes it's very difficult to
2: mm-hmm.
1: to make sense of it and i am thrilled that it's all coming together though into yeah,
2: absolutely
1: into an actual movement and it's not um, it's not foo foo to talk it's about. It's not it. the
2: woo woo thing anymore. Yeah, the woo woo, right. I love that. <laughs> it's like, you know, I can say these things and people don't look at me like I got little horns growing out of my head. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. You
2: say <laughs> no what? <horns. laughs>
1: exactly. So, okay. So, you have this is your business. It's, mm-hmm. it's biophilic, it's sustainable, accessible, it's holistic. And yeah. so, um, the name of your business is Fusion Designed. Right. And so I'm curious as to how you found the name for that.
2: How did I do that? Well, (laughs) if you look at the, you know, if you look at the word fusion, you know, it's the process or the result of joining two or more things together. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what I looked at is it's a fusion between you know western ideology and and Eastern ideology, if you will, mm-hmm. is between you know the um the science of of interior design and the art of some of the others. Um, it's that whole immersing of all of these uh, practices coming together under um under fusion design. This yeah. is how it was designed. That's why it's past tense. Is that this is how this was designed? It was designed with this amalgamation of all of these wonderful things coming together, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that's how it was born.
1: Oh, I like it. I like it. That's that's that is. It makes sense. I kind of thought it might have been that, but I wanted I wanted to be sure because I I found that to be very interesting. You know, I want to backtrack a little bit. I had a question about um, the daylight um, bringing daylight into your Mm -hmm. home. My, my home office is, has got one window in it and it faces North. Sure. So that's dark, but, um, I gotta tell you, I love working in my office. I had, I have blinds, but I, I keep the blinds all the way up. Mm -hmm. I think it's, um, it's a pretty view. I look Mm-hmm. I look out and I see my neighbor's backyard and they have um, a, a, what do you call it? Like a jungle gym back there. I love Pusher. seeing that. It, it just reminds me of like children at play, you know, and I feel playful, like,
2: playful energy.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, I find that nice. Um, I would love to be facing, you know, south or or something, but, um, and I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who say, why should I open the curtains? You know, my room is dark anyway, mm-hmm. but I, I see the value of it. But from your perspective, not only from a design perspective, But, you know, the biophilic and, um, you know, the health aspects.
2: Yeah.
1: Walk us through a little bit about that, even if you're facing north.
2: Even if you're facing north, there are things you can do to bring that natural light in. And it's, you know, it's a feng shui thing, too. Um, It's putting a mirror up reflect that light around we use mirrors in interior design just like we do in feng shui we use it to move energy around pretty much the same philosophy as a designer is to bring that natural light in and have it bounce around in the space not a lot but just to move it through the space Mm -hmm. and if you're fortunate enough to have some kind of greenery or even a blue sky to have that duplicated in your room
1: Oh, that's a good point. Bringing yeah. in that nature
2: mm-hmm. into that space and natural light into that space.
1: I'm curious if um, if there's any, like, uh, a client that sticks out in your mind where you were able to kind of bring it all together, um, you know, the biophilic with the interior design and mm-hmm. the feng shui, is there anybody that, uh, not, I mean, <laughs> is there a specific project that you worked on where sure. it all came together
2: yeah there's a couple of them one of them um, is on my website um, and it's a project where we definitely pulled in all of the all of the aforementioned so it was interior design um, my feng Shui sensibilities mm-hmm. um, everything was sustainable oh, and that lovely. could be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And biophilic, absolutely. I and mean, it was a 42, 40 foot curtain walls of windows. Oh my. One looked over an old growth forest. The other looked over a restored prairie. So you could definitely get, immerse yourself into nature, whether you were inside or outside. Um, even the siding, which was, uh, is Shoshugiban, which is charred wood, which now oh, everybody yeah. knows what we're talking about. Yeah, but Right. Back then it was like around here it was pretty inventive, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Little woo-woo.
2: Yeah. What what is this what is this all about? Yeah. <laughs> but, um so that project in particular um, actually won several awards for biophilic mm. and sustainable. Um, mm. And it was such, you know, I've been so blessed with wonderful clients and, and certainly they are one of them um, that were um, definitely wanting these things. And this is mm-hmm. what happens when we talk about feng shui, the intentionality of it is putting it out there. You know, I've tried to not ever really shy away from the fact that I practice feng shui and right. you know, we'll have those discussions. And I, I practice sustainability and, you know, all of those things. So I'm going to talk about them. So they do seek you out. You just got yeah. to put it out there. And um, and that was, um, it was just a great project. I have another one, a retreat center that I worked on that literally was from the ground up built on feng shui. I, I'll show you for our guests. But we literally put together a book. Wow. That goes through the entire feng shui of the building so it was built from the ground up and in Mm -hmm. fact um alex stark who if if you're um in the feng shui world you may recognize that name he is Mm -hmm. a shaman and a feng shui master yeah it's geomancy and so on so on he actually did a land blessing and land adjustment on the property um prior to us even building the space so it was built from ground up with feng shui principles and sustainable and accessible and biophilic so wow just wow you know, that, that. great fun.
1: I can imagine it must have been you know um you you've been talking the the biophilic, the uh, sustainable um and I think you touched upon it earlier, the certified green AP and I'm mm-hmm. curious, um what is that you I think you did say, but You kind of went a little fast, and I'd like to have a better understanding of that.
2: So um, it's through the Sustainable Furnishings Council. They have a certification program. And so it's a certified green um, AP accredited professional in residential furnishings. And so through the certification um, process, education that they have, they do a big um, umbrella of what is sustainable what is green um, Mm -hmm. globally and then we hone in on okay how do we how do we talk about it in furnishings and what are the decisions as designers and purchasers of home furnishings um, what are those decisions that we make what are the healthy decisions who are the vendors that are promoting this and it's becoming more and more and more because vendors have really gotten the message that when I walk into a showroom at international market Square, our 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 design mecca Mm -hmm. and I ask a showroom, what do you have that has green properties? And if they look at me like a deer in the headlights, I walk out the door.
1: Yeah, you have no choice. You know way too much. And this is what you stand for. And that's what your business is all about.
2: Right. And and I'm walking out with clients' money in my pocket. Oh, so they're getting a message. (laughs) That
1: (laughs) that they are. Well I can tell yeah. Yeah. No, no, I want to hear what what we
2: as designers we have the power absolutely absolutely we have the power for beauty in our homes and to create that well-being and we have the power to create change too
1: so in addition for people listening the consumer also does too i can tell you we just recently a couple months ago uh, we had to replace the carpet upstairs and our in all the bedrooms Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I I went to our local, one of the local uh, carpet stores, and that was one of the first things I asked them, you know, like, I need a green product, and and they they provided, they provided. Now, you're going to spend a little more, Mm -hmm. but the product is good. And you know it's safe for you. And and I can tell you, we had this installed and neither one of us, my husband nor I, had any reaction to it. You nice. know, whereas yeah. when we moved into the house, mm-hmm. you know, all those years ago, and who yeah. knew, it was before my days as a... Uh, yeah. And just yeah.
2: imagine those little infants, you know, whose skin oh. is so like sponges and they're rolling around on this carpet yep. that has all of these chemicals in it or on the furniture. Um, You know, that's where it hits home for people.
1: It sure does. So, Sherry, it's been a fast hour and we're wrapping up pretty soon, but we do have some more time. And I, you know, we're at the holidays and I'm thinking in terms of feng shui and holiday tips. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, what can you share with us before we before we part?
2: Absolutely. So one of the things, this is like top on my list. So if you don't okay. have anything at all about tips, listen to this one. Make a list of nine things that are important to you during the holidays and let go of the rest. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay i get it let it go
1: i i know and i get it so let's talk about the significance of the nine things oh yeah go ahead (laughs) no you're my guest you go ahead (laughs) but we we use nine a lot oh yes we (laughs) do nine is is quite the number it's a magical
2: number right Mm. um and it's used a lot in nature um there's a lot of it that relates to that as well but um nine is one of those numbers that gets things moving Yes. Um and and it is magical. So you know, nine times nine is eighty-one, eight and one is nine. We can do this math all day long. Exactly. Nines, and it'll end up as nine. Yes. Um, so when we want to when we want to affect change from a feng shui perspective, we look at that number nine. Um, do nine things, get rid of nine things, mm-hmm. um, add nine things. It just all depends on how you what you're working on at the time. But but really my my gift to you for the holidays is. Just take that list and get it down to nine.
1: Nine. Yeah. Well, I it's think, gonna,
2: you know, there's going to be a collective sigh across <laughs> the the world, you know, just going, yeah, that's all we need.
1: Yep. So nine things you're grateful for. Nine, nine things, things you want to get rid of. Nine yep. things you want to move around. Nine
2: people and only nine people you want in your life during the holidays.
1: And if you have 10 <laughs> kids, you're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> If you have 10 kids, don't worry about that, kids. (laughs) What kind of life do you have? You're busy. (laughs) Well, Sherry, this has been just a lovely hour. I so appreciate all of your expertise and all sharing everything you did. You've you've shared with us about biophilics, sustainable, accessible, aging with dignity, using feng shui in design, um, clean, health promoting uh, bringing nature in. It's been, it's just been wonderful. And I can't thank you enough for being here. It's, um, it's been my honor to have you here.
2: Well, Catherine, same at you really. It's been Aww. so much fun and an honor. I oh, wish you the best you. during this holiday season.
1: Well, thank you. Same to you. I wish the best to our listeners and, um, thank you so much for being here and you can be reached where Sherry?
2: It's- uh, Yep. Sherry at FusionDesign.com or just go to FusionDesign.com and you'll see my website and you can connect with me through there.
1: That sounds great. And you can find me at com. And thank you
0: so much for being here. Thank you, Katherine. Thanks, Sherry Benson. Thanks for tuning in to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. We hope today's episode has helped you understand the importance of Feng Shui in everyday life. Until we talk again, enjoy your week as you welcome in peace, balance, and abundance.